You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. And yes, God bless you indeed. Thank you very much for tuning in to listen to day one of Luke December 2022. The Luke December challenge is a challenge we started about four years ago on gospelbestudio.com, uh, reading through the 24 chapters in the gospel account according to St. Luke in the month of December. We are starting today, uh, December the 2nd. And we hope to conclude by the grace of God on December the 24th, on which day uh, we plan to read two chapters. Uh, the old point is that in the month uh, in which we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we ought also to know more about him. Now, if you want to be one of our readers, just reach out to us on WhatsApp or, or, or by email. Reach out to us and let us know uh, that you'd like to read one of the chapters. Uh, reading the first chapter tonight for day one of Luke December 2022 is our dear sister, one of the foundational members of Gospel Best Radio Community, uh, Bolanli Babalola, joining us today from Canada. Bolanli, thank you very much. And now over to you. My name is Bolanli Babalola. I am pleased to be part of this year's Luke December Challenge on Gospel Bells Radio. I am reading Luke chapter 1 from the NLT version. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I have decided to write an account for you, most honorable Tiphilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zachariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife, Elizabeth, was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zachariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Zachariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For it will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites 
to the Lord their God. Verse 17. It will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. It will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. It will turn the hearts of fathers to their children, and it will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I have said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why it was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zachariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. It will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and it will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she, she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come through. And then the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the ill, to the ill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. 
At the sound of Mary's greetings, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a loud cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of the Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation. To all who fear him, his mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and healthy ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the riches away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? They exclaimed. There is no one in all your family by that, de- by, by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet. And to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again and he began praising God. All fell upon the old neighborhood and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judea hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David. Just as he promised, through his only prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. The covenant is swore with an oath to our ancestor 
Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear. In holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High. Because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. John grew up and became strong in spirit and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. And yes, thank you very much, Wally, for reading Luke chapter 1 for day 1 of Luke, December 2022. Now, 10 reminders from Luke chapter 1. If you want to add to this list of reminders from Luke chapter 1, just go to the comment section below and add to the list. Number one reminder, one, nothing happens by chance. God is always in control. God orders the steps of his people. Uh, you only need to read Luke uh, 1, 8 and 9. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn the incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. The Lord fell on him, fell on Zacharias to burn the incense on the day that the angel would appear to him. Was that chance? No, that was God ordering his steps. And of course, uh, it has been said by many scholars that in those days, at the time of Zechariah, there were about 20,000 priests serving at that time. 20,000, and the Lord fell on Zechariah at that time. The Lord fell on him to burn the incense. Do you think it was by chance? No, it wasn't by chance. And I'm reminded of Proverbs 16.33. It says, the Lord is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Uh, New Living Transition says, we may throw the dice but the Lord determines how they fall. That's the first reminder from Luke chapter 1. Nothing happens by chance. God is always in control. God orders the steps of his people. Second, second reminder from verse 15. Those who do God's work must be set apart for him. Those who do God's work must be set apart for him. When the angel spoke to Zacharias about, about John the Baptist, this is what he said in verse 15. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. It must be set apart. And do not take this as an argument about alcohol or alcoholism, but take this to be what it says, that those who will serve the Lord must be set apart from him. Others may be doing it, others may be allowed to do it, but those who will do God's work, those who will serve him, must be set apart from him. Of course, you know First Peter 2, 9, right? But you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And of course, Isaiah as well. If you read Isaiah 43.1, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You are mine. You are the Lord's, and God has called you, and you must live separate from the world. Uh, if 
there's anything to take away from verse 15 where it says, Do not it shall not it shall not drink neither wine nor strong drink. This is what it says to you that those who are called of the Lord must be separate, they may be separate. Others may be allowed to do it. Our example will not be the word, our example will be the word. Our example will not be the world. Our example must be the word. We are called up to be set apart. And number three, the third reminder from Luke uh, chapter one. New Testament Christians are called to do the work of John the Baptist. We are called to do the work of John the Baptist. We must always see as our mission, the same mission of John the Baptist. Just read through uh, from verses 15 to 17 what uh, the angel said about John the Baptist. Listen to it. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, until called to be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Verse 16, and it will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Isn't that what he has called you to do? Has he not committed to you the work of reconciliation? It will also go before him in the spirit of Elijah to turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. To make ready a people prepared uh, for the Lord. And I mean, I read from 2 Corinthians 5, 19. That God was reconciling to what to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Hey, the same mission that was given to John the Baptist is the same mission that has been given to you. And the same expectation from him to be set apart is the same that the Lord expects from you. Come out from among them. Come out from among them. The fourth reminder from Luke chapter 1. Number four, God expects more from those who serve him. God expects more from those who serve him. You have heard uh, many times people apply this saying uh, in different fashion. To whom much is given, much is, is required. Luke 12, 48. And we see in the way God dealt with Zacharias there. Uh, Zacharias asked the same, I would say, he asked a similar question to the question that Mary asked. Right? When the angel appeared to him, Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And what did the angel say to him? The angel said to him, Look, you will see that it will be done because the Lord has spoken it. But because you doubt, I will put this sign. I will put this sign on you. You will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. But let's let's go forward to when the angel appeared to Mary. Did Mary also not say, how can this thing be? Since I do not know a man, since I'm a virgin. Similar questions from both Zacharias and, and Mary. But God expects much more from those who know him, those who serve him. Zechariah was somebody who, has been, who had been serving the Lord. Mary was just a maiden who had simple faith, godly yet uh, simple faith. God, God, God bore with her the same way uh, that you know God bore with, with Gideon. But with Zacharias, God expects much more. God expects much more from those who serve him, from those who are close to him. And that sign was put on him. But of course, in all things, God deals with us mercifully. He deals with us gently. And his purposes, he would always bring uh, to pass. And number five, the fifth reminder from Luke chapter one. This is it. Which we must never miss from Luke chapter 1. The word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. Nobody should read Luke chapter 1 without underlining, without 
putting signs at verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And if uh, you have anything you have committed into God's hand, I challenge you today, do not ever forget what the angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 37. For with God, nothing, nothing will be impossible. That is why it's God. That is why is God. And number six, the sixth reminder from Luke chapter 1 is this. You need the company of believers to flourish. You need the company of believers to flourish. The Bible says, iron sharpened iron. You need to be where believers are to flourish, to for your faith to take root and solidify. Uh, Mary did not sing that song until she visited Elizabeth and because she was in the company of a fellow believer, because she was in the company of somebody who uh, who had also received a goodness from the Lord, she was able to express herself in full. And she sang that song, The Magnificat, My Soul Doth Magnify the Lord. The seventh reminder today, for those who may be otherwise persuaded by the popular culture today, the seventh reminder from Luke chapter 1 is this, Life Begins in the womb, life begins in the womb. The fetus in the womb, it is it has life. It has life, and we must we must deal with it in that fashion. In that fashion, we are speaking to the abortion culture right now. Life begins in the womb. Do not let anyone persuade you otherwise. Do not let anyone persuade you otherwise. Uh, did you take notes of that of that portion when Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country? Uh, what did we read uh, from verse 41? It says, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb. The babe leaped in her womb, meaning that John the Baptist, who was at that time, scientifically speaking, just still a fetus, uh, did sense the coming in of Mary and the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the womb, right? So much so that the babe leaped, leaped, in 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 Elizabeth's womb, and of course, have we not did we, have we not read from uh, Psalm one thirty nine, Psalm one thirty nine, telling us what that God, I mean, God saw your yet unformed being while you were yet in your mother's womb. That's what the, the psalmist said in Psalm one thirty nine. That was the psalmist uh, the psalmist testimony in Psalm one thirty nine, and I'm going to get to it now. Yes, Psalm one thirty nine verse thirteen. You for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. In my mother's womb. So life begins in the womb. And the eighth reminder uh, from Luke chapter 1 is this. You see, when God finally makes his purposes in your life manifest, those who know you will marvel. Those who know you will marvel. When God finally makes his purposes manifest in your life, those who know you will marvel. They will marvel. I mean, let us call attention to how Luke described what happened to what happened to Elizabeth. Elizabeth says that uh, verse 58: when our neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. When our neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced. They rejoiced with her. And of course, this reminds us of what the psalmist wrote in Psalm, in Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. 
Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And I do pray for you, whatever you are passing through today, if you are experiencing delay, the same, the same way Zacharias and Elizabeth experienced delay, or if you think your life is just ordinary, like Mary must have thought about herself, just an ordinary life that will be not that will not be consequential in any way, I pray that the Lord will, will intervene in your life. The Lord will show his mighty hand. He will come through for you. We answer your prayers. Uh, your delays will be shown to have purpose, so much so. Uh, that the Lord will bring back your captivity. The Lord will deal with you graciously and all around you will marvel and give glory to God in the highest heaven. Amen. Amen. And amen. And the ninth reminder from Luke chapter 1 is this. We must speak up when we have heard from the Lord. We must speak up when we have heard from the Lord and others have not when others have not asked for the, from the Lord and they tend to, uh, they want to take a decision in a particular fashion, we must speak up. We must speak up. Uh, obviously, Zacharias must have told Elizabeth what the Lord said to him. So much so that when the relatives wanted to name the child Zacharias, Elizabeth spoke up. She spoke up and said to her, No, she will be called, he shall be called John. Say, verse 60, his mother answered and said, no, he shall be called John. No, he shall be called, no, that no, that no is of utmost importance when we have heard from the Lord and we have heard from the Lord. We have heard from the scripture, we have heard from the Holy Spirit, right? We have heard from the Lord. We know what is right. God has shown us what is right in the Bible. In the Bible, he has shown us what is wrong. He has shown us what is right. He has shown us what is good. He has shown us what is evil. When others want to go a different path, we must speak up the same way that Elizabeth spoke up. And the third reminder from Luke chapter 1 is this. God loves the humble and God will keep his word. God loves the humble and God will keep his word. Go and read the song of Mary. Uh, that Magnificat, the song that Mary sang in the presence of Elizabeth, she kept emphasizing that God uh, God will help those who are, who are simple. He will help those who have no strength. But it will scatter the proud in their imagination. It will scatter the proud in the imagination of their heart. It will pull down the mighty from their thrones. But it will exalt the lowly, it will fill the hungry with good things, and the rich it will send away. Oh, that you will humble yourself before the Lord. Oh, that you will not be too wise in your own eyes. Oh, that you will not put your faith in other people or, or in things, but in God alone. And that's what humility means before God, that you trust him for everything. For everything you look to him for everything, and God will help those who are humble before him. And the and the song of Zacharias, the song of Zechariah in Luke chapter one tells of what tells of God's faithfulness. He will keep his word over and over again. In Zechariah's song, you hear him saying, as he promised to our fathers, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, the oath which he swore to our fathers, our fathers and our father Abraham. He kept repeating that to show that God is faithful. He will keep his word. I remember how uh, what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 100. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. God is faithful. He will keep his word. Thank you very much for joining us for day one of Luke, December 2022. Tomorrow is day two. Remember, uh, if you want to read any of the chapters, we look forward to you uh, indicating that you want to read. We'll be glad to have you read any of the chapters. And what is more, 
if you want to add to these reminders, just you can do so. Send it to us on WhatsApp or, uh, in fact, not on WhatsApp, just use the comment section below. Go to the sub- comment section below and write uh, what you think is an additional reminder from uh, from Luke chapter 1. That will be there for people to read uh, in the years to come. God bless you, Rigo. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow uh, for day 2 of Luke December 2022. Thank you very much, Bonali, for reading today. Who's going to read tomorrow? Yeah, we'll find out. Bye. God bless you. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.